Hello, Mama, and welcome to the Healing After Birth podcast. This is your host, Jennifer Sommerfeld, creator and author of the Healing After Birth program. On today's episode, I have with me guest Christy Amison. She's a mom of two and best known for her no-nonsense approach to postnatal fitness. As a postnatal fitness expert with over 15 years of experience as a coach, Christy had dedicated her coaching career to helping moms become fit, empowered, and symptom-free in their body after babies. Being able to relate her own struggles with return to exercise after her daughter was born, Christy has been able to understand firsthand what moms need and are lacking from the fitness industry. Christy's passion for helping moms discover their fit potential after babies shines through in every aspect of her coaching career. She helps moms redefine their hashtag mombod through one-on-one coaching classes, online coaching, and an active social media presence. Christy's reputation for being down to earth and her ability to produce fast results has made her one of the go-to postnatal coaches in the industry. To learn more about Christy and her programs, you can visit her at www.empowerfit.ca. Welcome, Christy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. Yeah, we've been trying to connect for some while, <laughs> for some time now. <laughs> we have. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm thrilled to have you as well and um, dig into this conversation. And so to begin, I'd love to hear a bit about your story. Stories are always powerful ways to connect. And I know your mom, as am I. And so, you know, what is it that has inspired you to work with moms and to help them get back into movement and moving their bodies after the birth of their babies. Well, and I agree with you. A story is super powerful. And I always ask my clients to share their story too, because even if it's very similar to mine or to somebody else's, there's always something very unique about their story and about how they perceive their journey to this point. So for me, it was all about what happened, a culmination of events that happened after my second child was born, my daughter, Hazel. And, you know, I felt really great until about one year postpartum. I was super athletic, fit. I did a lot of CrossFit. Um, and I definitely got back into movement very quickly after my pregnancy, which I don't. And, and by movement, I mean running mm. CrossFit. I went back really super early, which I don't recommend now. But I didn't have any guidance back then. I didn't have, I, you know, the only advice I had was listen to your body. And so I listened to my body and it wanted to exercise hard and I wanted to look <clears throat> a certain way. I wanted to keep my athletic figure. I didn't want to look pregnant anymore. I don't, <laughs> I don't enjoy being pregnant to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, a year postpartum, I was basically at the point where I couldn't walk anymore. I couldn't walk or stand for longer than five minutes without debilitating mm. pain. Um, I had hemorrhoids. I was suffering with postpartum depression mm. and I just thought, I don't, know what to do with my life right now. If I can't be active, I just don't know what to do. And I got into a really big slump and somehow I came across, um, a coach named Jesse Mundell. You might have heard of Mm. her. (laughs) And, uh, she had just released a blueprint for pregnancy and postpartum Mm. coaching. And I'd stumbled across it thinking, Oh, if it's for coaches, it's great. I can use it to my own benefit. I will know the, I'll know the content, you know, but there's gotta be something out there that can help me because if I, 
have this much coaching experience and I'm feeling this much pain and aggravation over my body, then there's, there's gotta be other moms out there that feel even worse Mm -hmm. than I do. And so when I found this, this blueprint, I remember sitting down and reading it and I just started crying because the language in it was so reassuring that it was very common for women to feel this way, broken and weak and in pain and with things like hemorrhoids that people don't talk about or Mm. diastasis recti, which I'd never heard Mm. about. And all these things came rushing into my life. And at that point I felt so much more of a mom than a coach. And I just thought, you know, this is really disheartening that nobody's taught us this kind of stuff. I need, I need to be the change. I need to start figuring out how I can do this and how I can educate more moms as well as Mm. myself. And it kind of just snowballed from there. That was about three and a half years ago. So (laughs) what, what was your biggest takeaway at that time? Like what, in terms of you understanding what had happened to you by returning to working out maybe too soon? And Um, the biggest thing that I took away was that I was just not being, not giving myself enough grace and time and respect for the actual trauma and physical and mental, you know, endurance that we go through during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. You know, it is, you know, people just think, oh, you know, it's pregnancy and, and you should be so thankful and which I am, but it takes a lot for a woman to go through mm-hmm. pregnancy. It takes a lot physically, mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the same with going through the birth trauma, I had a second cesarean mm-hmm. section. Um, you know, I was sent home less than 48 hours after the hospital. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, been given a green light to go ahead to do workouts, just listen to my body, but there was zero education, mm-hmm. zero respect for massive surgery that I'd been through. And I just felt the, the lack of support and knowledge that we are given after is just so Mm. lacking. And I felt like we had just been, I felt like I'd been Mm. failed Mm. (laughs) by so many different people along the way. And I didn't want that to continue to happen for all the other women Mm -hmm. that I knew. How, how soon did you return to working out? Uh, to be honest, I think I went back to running on my treadmill at home after two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, it was I'm just really feeling re- into that. Two weeks post, yes, post-cesarean. Two weeks post-cesarean. Yeah. And I just thought, well, it felt fine. I didn't feel uh-huh. pain. And I, I don't remember if it, if I ran long, but I just thought like I, I needed to move and I was so caught up too. And I was in the best shape of my life and I didn't want to give that up. It was something that I worked really hard for. And I felt like that was all that Mm -hmm. mattered. Um, because at the time Mm -hmm. that's kind of all that did people just always told me how good I looked and how strong I was and, Oh, you'll bounce back right away. And you'll get, you know, you'll stay the same. As soon as you're, you know, that baby comes out, you'll be right back Mm -hmm. to the way you, you look Mm -hmm. now. And that's, all I heard. And so that's what I thought was important. I didn't think that it was important to take the time to allow my body to heal. I didn't understand what healing really meant the, the, you know, the effects that could last years and years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, a year later is when I really felt the full impact of that. And after a year, people seem seem to think, well, you know, I had a baby a year ago. I'm so far postpartum, but you're Mm. not, it takes, Mm. you know, once postpartum, always postpartum, you know, your body does never, it's always changed and good, bad, or indifferent. It's always changed after pregnancy. Absolutely. And what were the symptoms? You said you were experiencing more pain, but in that year, you know, I'm imagining there was an accumulation of things going on for you. 
Yeah, it was just, you know, after time, my squats would start to hurt my back more. Or when I would run, it was always in my low back Mm. hip, and it would just constantly ache. Mm. And then, um, you know, everything would just culminate from there. And I would just always feel exhausted. And then I would feel like I had to push through the pain. And then mentally, I would get frustrated. Mm. And that would make it worse. And then eventually got to the point where I couldn't pick up my kids because my back hurt too bad. Um, I couldn't walk my dog and a lot of the things that were helping me mentally Mm. to be happy, I couldn't do anymore. And so, and then I started experiencing hemorrhoids started popping Mm. up, um, which I'd never had happen before. Mm. And, you know, um, diocese direct, I didn't really, I didn't really notice a lot of, um, you know, Mm. I did, I did notice doming and tenting, but not, not a lot. And I didn't really know what it was. Um, but now I can relate it back to, you know, some of my probably relating to some of that pain, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Maybe just let our listeners know what that is. So diastasis recti is during pregnancy, your your hormones will allow your, your tissues to soften. And so the linea alba is the tissue that holds your rectus abdominals, your six-pack muscles um, together. And it thins and softens as a natural occurrence of pregnancy. And of course, we need that, right, to allow that baby to, to grow in our bellies. And so afterwards, um, there's a, a period of healing. And sometimes that tissue doesn't really regain the tension or the strength that it once had, which is fine. We can you know, fix that and heal it and, and, um, impact it through exercise. But a lot of moms don't recognize that. And it, it's, it's just something that can cause doming, bulging, or it doesn't allow our abs to function the way they, they should, um, you know, to allow us to move and restrict pain and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's very common, Mm -hmm. but not a lot of people understand Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. how did this lead to the pain that you were experiencing a year later? So for myself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was doing all the ab exercises, I was doing planks and crunches and all these movements, but I had no understanding of how my abdominals now functioned after being, you know, a cesarean section mom two times. Mm -hmm. Um, And my, you have to retrain your, your body after pregnancy to function. Your body adapts to pregnancy and then it has to adapt to being postpartum again. And our body's really good at adapting in ways just to function and sometimes when it does that adapting, it does, it, it can make things worse in other areas, right? It's just trying to function in the best way it knows how, but sometimes that causes issues in other areas. And that's exactly what happens when you have a diastasis recti that you don't retrain and reconnect properly, then your abs just aren't functioning. When we, our abs, our, our core is literally the center of our strength, mm. right? It's the center of our body. It helps maintain our core posture, our alignment. It houses our internal organs. It moves our pelvis, our back, everything. Mm. And so when we have this gap that's not controlled in any manner and it has um, the, the ability for our abdominals doesn't come, they don't come together properly, then we lack that stability and posture and alignment. And it just doesn't, it throws everything else off through the rest of your body. And so you know, that can cause knee pain, it can cause back pain, shoulder pain, foot pain, it can cause a multitude of different reasons. Um, yeah. And so do you, I'm, what I'm really hearing is that after that year mark, you started to get the information that you needed to restore yourself back to health, taking yes. into consideration these things that many of us aren't privy to because we don't have these everyday conversations about about Absolutely. things like diast- diastasis recti. I can never say that properly. 
<laughs> I just know I can still fit two fingers between. <laughs> and uh, myself being also a history of athletics, I can really relate to that drive of wanting to get back into shape yes. um, and yes. move our bodies and kind of I, I remember being told that six week mark, right? So it's that traditional yeah. six week postpartum, mm-hmm. you know, just rest, don't do much. And then afterwards, start doing your sit ups and start. And I remember getting back on the ball and, you yeah. know, pretty soon within that first year, I was, you know, back on the courts playing some volleyball and, you know, nothing, nothing felt the same in my body. You know, it was like no. my insides were moving around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because things just, they, like I said, they just change and every mom is different. And, and really the, the gap, and that's this, the thing about diastasis recti, just going back mm-hmm. to that topic, it's, but we can talk about pelvic floor health and all that kind of stuff as well. But for diastasis recti, there's just so much myth and misinformation out there right now, especially with the, the world we live in right now with social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's too bad because a lot of people get very scared, so they don't do anything. Or they see a lot of these, you know, trainers who have had a baby and they're jumping on the bandwagon thinking they know about things like diastasis recti Mm. and they're, they're giving out poor information about which exercises are safe and which are not. And that's really the wrong way to to approach it. So, um, it has so much more to do with your personal body. What's going on with your tissues? Is there Mm. tension? How wide is your gap? And there's not a lot of research about diastasis recti, unfortunately. So, you know, what's right or wrong is kind of, there's a lot of great areas out mm. there, but, um, you know, a two finger gap is pretty normal and it's just whether or not there's tissue in that gap to support your function and the, the needs of that you need in your day-to-day life. Are you athletic? But as a mom, we have to be athletic, <laughs> right? Whether we're playing sports or yeah. not, we have to be able to swing kids mm-hmm. around, swing, you know, car seats, push push things around, pull things, um, put things overhead, squat, deadlift. We have to be able to do all of these movements mm-hmm. and people think, well, I'm not athletic. I'm just a mom. Well, mm-hmm. moms are athletes, whether you go to the gym or play sports or not. And so making sure that they understand that and that they know how to move throughout these movements in an athletic manner and in a strong manner is super important to me. I get very fired up about it. Yeah, can, I can hear that, which is awesome. And yeah. So let's kind of take this back a couple steps because I'm starting to get a sense of how you work with moms. And, and I'm wondering if you assess them. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in the beginning, are you looking at their tissue and their spaces and, you know, their abdomen, their core health, that kind of stuff? 100%. So the first thing that we go through is a real lengthy kind of uh, pregnancy history and then a postpartum history based on if they've had more children or how they're feeling to this point, what they do to in their day-to-day life, um, what the demands are, um, how they're feeling emotionally, how they eat, like it all goes into play. But then when we come to the physical assessment, that's always the first thing I check because I need to know from their core and their middle, how is it functioning? How are they managing intra-abdominal pressure? Because that's really a big thing. Um, if you are constantly making pressure in your belly, so if you are always feeling, like say when you get up off out of a chair, mm-hmm. if you can put a hand on your belly and you feel it getting hard and bulging out every time, mm-hmm. then it shows me that you're not uh, managing that pressure. And so if we constantly have that pressure on that weak link, which is the diastasis recti or the pelvic floor, but we'll speak to the diastasis right now. If we're constantly applying pressure to it all the time, then it's just like anything else in our body. Repetitive, that over reuse and repetitiveness can cause 
extra damage if it's in a, you know, an injured state or a traumatized state. So I need to make sure that they understand as often as possible how to manage things like pressure so that they're not causing that Mm. external, you know, that internal Mm -hmm. pressure and trauma to that weakened link. So we go through all of that first. And oftentimes, and this is why I love it, is because it is an immediate thing. It's very rarely can I not get a mom to... Mm catch on to it right away. And I just, by putting their hands on their body and teaching them breath and showing them the difference when they do a curl up and not do the breathing pattern that we learn, it makes a huge difference. And immediately their abs feel flatter, which from an aesthetic standpoint, they love, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody nowadays wants a flatter tummy, but then it also makes me allow them to say, okay, so now it feels flatter, but it also, how does it feel? And they're like, it feels stronger. Mm. It does really feel stronger. I feel like I have more control is some, is usually what I hear too. And as soon as you give them that, it's like they let, they light up from inside and it's such a simple thing, Mm. but they just all of a sudden regain that control over their body, which they felt has been lost since pregnancy most of the times and empowering them in that little tiny bit. I can just Mm. see, Oh man, Mm -hmm. they're, we're going to go places now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's pretty exciting. What, and what else do you assess for in that, in that early stage? And then from there, we just talk, so we go through a lot of different positions, you know, we get on our hands and knees, we do things on our backs, we um, go through different movements to see where they lack the least control. Like, what are they really good at? Are they really good at squatting, but they're not so good at hinging from the hips? Um, Are they really good at putting stuff overhead, but they're not so good at twisting? So my goal is to find out what are you great at and tell you that you're good at it so that you know that you're really good at something because everybody's good at something. Hmm. And then telling you, okay, here's where we need to practice because this stuff that we need to work on is what's going to make you feel that much better and that much stronger. And it's going to help you be even better at the things that you're good at. So we go through all the different moving patterns, squats, hinges, pulls, pushes, all those Mm. things. We sometimes focus the whole time just on breathing, (laughs) depending on how well the mom adjusts to the new breathing patterns, because it often seems very backwards to them and and counterintuitive to what they've learned in the past. Mm. And um, sometimes, honestly, we don't do anything. Sometimes we just talk about how they're doing mentally and emotionally And sometimes maybe that mom just needs to talk the whole session. Mm. So it really is based on the mom, but I try to get them up and moving and doing stuff that they would do in a real life situation with their baby or their other children Mm. or just their jobs. Maybe if they're back at work and they're, you know, maybe they're really far postpartum. I meet moms that have, you know, nine, 10, Mm. 12 year old kids and they're still struggling and they finally come see me and they think that there's no hope, but we are able to make some progress right away with simple little things. You know, I'm really hearing the difference between working with somebody like yourself versus um, a fitness coach that you might hire a personal trainer. You know, I recently worked with a personal trainer, I think a couple of years ago, of course, none of this was taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. So having this specialty, I would imagine is really um, allowing you to, to support moms in the ways that they really need to be supported and understood. Yeah. It's been a real game changer for me because being a personal trainer before, and it's not that these personal trainers out there are bad trainers. Mm -hmm. They're great trainers. They don't get this education. You really have to want to seek it out and learn about why it's so important and why it's so different because 
you cannot just train a mom and throw her into a regular old workout. And it doesn't matter if she was a high level athlete before or not. You'll speak if you follow people like Brianna Battles. She is and was a high level athlete. And she ran into all these, you know, scenarios, same scenarios. And that's why she does what she does now. And she's very um, well known and passionate about this, you know, postnatal fitness and prenatal fitness, because a mom's body changes. And no matter how athletic and strong you are, you cannot control certain factors. And so Mm -hmm. somebody that understands and can tell you, you know, take you out of that athlete mindset and let you know that you're still strong and powerful and amazing. But here's how we're just going to make you even more amazing in this new body that you Mm -hmm. have, right? Um, It's just so different. Mm -hmm. And you really have to be able to take them out of the go, go, go mindset or the, the broken, mm-hmm. I'm weak mindset and allow them to see that, no, you do a lot of things on a day-to-day day, day basis that are really amazing. Um, and we're just going to progress you in a totally different way than we would in a regular workout. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess not in a different workout. It's just a different strategy <laughs> in the workouts. And every single mom is going to be different. And that's another reason why my classes are so different than a regular group fitness class is because my moms come in to see me for an assessment first and then they come into class and I already know now how to coach every individual for their individual bodies. It's not just come in, work out, and I just walk them through the paces. Mm -hmm. We have a small group, they come in and I know every single mom's intricacies so I can walk around and say, don't forget to breathe out on the bottom of your squat instead of the top, because that's what worked best for you. Mm. And then this mom over here, Hey, okay, you're going to um, lean forward a little bit when you do those jumps, because that's how we control your leaking. Mm. So it's those kind of things you have to know. Otherwise there's just no way for you to manage symptoms and, and help moms feel their absolute this best. This is a brilliant and amazing, like very, very good work. <laughs> just one. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm curious what you say to moms who don't connect to the idea of getting back in shape or being a fitness mom. Uh, That's not their world um, or they weren't Mm -hmm. past athletes. How how do you speak to them? What would you like them to know? Um, You know what, again, back to that whole thing, you don't have to love fitness or want to be strong or fit or, you know, that hashtag fit mom, you don't need to want to follow that, that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But usually when I talk to my moms that don't like the gym, I say, okay, well, what do you like to do? Well, I really like to ride my bike or I like to go hiking or I love to run outside or walk my dog or I like to ski or whatever it might be. There's always something physical that they like to do always. And it could just be yoga or, you know, but that's still physical. And I just say, okay, that's, that's great. So, but there's still a level of physicality and strength and you still need to understand the strategy that needs to apply to that, that mm-hmm. action that you like to do. And so we need to retrain, retrain the body in a way that makes sense for what you like to do. And then we work towards that. And there's always some level of strength training, I find, that needs to be involved. But it can involve lifting their mm-hmm. kids so they don't feel like they're doing a gym workout. Or maybe they just want to have a band at home that they can whip out and tie around a post or a table leg and do a couple exercises and it makes them feel like they're doing what they need to do. Or maybe they just like to hold poses like in yoga and, and that's how they need to, you know, feel strong. Mm -hmm. So we just apply those strategies to what they like to do 
And then they can either come and do a few classes to help get them just kind of back into the rhythm so that they can then go away and do what they like to do. Or they can just check back in with me when they feel like their symptoms aren't being managed. And then we can control a strategy from a, from a phone call or a video or one, one together session. Mm-hmm. There's just so many ways to do it, but you don't have to apply it to strength training. That's my, that's my mm-hmm. thing, <laughs> but I know it's not everybody's thing. So um, just finding a way to apply the, the breathing and the, the awareness, mm-hmm. body awareness mm-hmm. is such a big thing and we can apply it to whatever you like to do. It's a very individualized approach, very. Yeah, which is yes. just so wonderful. I can imagine how moms just must feel so supported in that it's pretty amazing. It's pretty emotional. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get emotional thinking about it even just now because when you when you come in here and I meet these moms for the first time, you can see the fear and you can see the lack of, you know, confidence in their bodies and the, just the frustration. And even if they're, they're not symptomatic, um, you know, maybe they don't leak or they don't have pain or anything like that yet, but they just feel like, their body is not theirs anymore. Mm-hmm. And so being able to just give them one thing in a session that shows them that they are still them and they are still in control of their bodies. If I had a dollar for every time a mom cried in here, <laughs> happy tears <laughs> or tears of just, God, thank you for helping me feel like, you know, I am me. I'm still mm-hmm. me under all this. I would probably be way richer than I am now, (laughs) you know, and it's just, it's, it's really something that really fulfills me and makes me know that it, this was the right thing for me. I was meant to do this. I would agree. I can, I can sense Mm -hmm. that, (laughs) you know, I'd like to talk a bit about body culture and, you know, Mm -hmm. you are working with moms at an incredibly vulnerable time in their life. Um, you know, after birth within that first year, especially, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, you're going to see every kind of body shape, um, body shame, uh, body, right? Like we hold everything in our bodies. And, Mm -hmm. and so I don't know if I have a, a specific question, except that I can only imagine the magnitude of that piece of what's going on. And I'm wondering, what your experience is with talking to moms about body shame and this idea of getting our bodies back in shape or, you know, having what you talked about like that um, good or the fit, fit body stuff, like the hashtag social media, Mm -hmm. right? Like the pressure, the pressure that as women we experience now in the postpartum is even more. Yeah. It's really so hard, especially because I find I have a lot of moms who come in and, you know, it's, I think we, there's so many women out there who just have so much, um, you know, so many struggles that they experience during pregnancy, you know, they've um, experienced infertility. And then so going through fertility treatments have caused them to gain more weight than they expected, or there was just some sort of complication that caused them, or maybe they just, you know, really like to eat a lot of donuts during their pregnancy, What and it just took them by surprise, mm-hmm. you know, like, whatever it might be. But even that mom that maybe didn't gain any weight. They just feel so out of touch with their bodies and there is so much pressure. And especially in the nowadays with things like beach body, where it's just posted Hmm. everywhere. And it's just like these, you get it on your phone and get it on your, you know, get this app and we'll get you into shape so quickly and 30 day fixes and all this kind of stuff. And I tell people when they come in here, 
to, I mean, it's tough to tell a mom, give yourself grace, give, give yourself patience. They don't want to hear that. So I tell them that I will support them with whatever their goals are, but they have to remember that no matter if they get to their certain weight loss goal or they fit into their specific genes or whatever, if they experience pain Hmm. or they're peeing themselves or they have hemorrhoids or they are experiencing things like pelvic organ prolapse, those things are going to impact their quality of life so much more than wearing a size bigger jean than they did pre-baby. Those, you know, sacrificing your quality of life Um, not being able to play with your children, having to wear a pad every time you work out or not being able to go to the jump park with your children or having to wear a pessary because your organs are falling out of your body. Um, Those things are so much more important and will impact their lives so much more than 10 pounds of extra body fat or even 50 pounds of extra body fat, you know? So they have to understand that there's there's that, that give and take. If you want to lose weight, that's great. And that's fine. And I will support them, but we have to do it in a way that is going to make sure they have long-term happiness and quality of Mm. life. And usually when I put it in that terms, they get Mm. it. (laughs) Um, and also too, I find that there's, I can say, well, I can do all I can from a fitness aspect, but during pre and pregnancy, pre uh, pre and postpartum, there's so much to do with hormones Mm. and I can never, none of us can, understand what their hormones are going to do for them through diet and, and fitness. There's so much more Mm -hmm. to it. So I can give them a program, but until they're making sure that they have all the support from all the people in all the ways and everything falls into place, Mm -hmm. it's probably not going to happen in the way that they expect it to. Mm -hmm. So again, just being patient and block all those people that tell you, you have to bounce back, (laughs) block all those, you know, those, those baby mamas and those trainers that just, Mm -hmm had a baby and are saying, Oh, you know, nine days postpartum and I'm back in my jeans and this is how I did it. You know, ignore those people. <laughs> it's not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not real mm-hmm. life. You know, it might be for them, but they're one in a million and I can- you cannot base your story on theirs. Well said, well said. Let's talk a bit about Kegels and mm-hmm. um, your, I guess, yeah, your opinion uh, about them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kegels. Mm-hmm. I hate Kegels. Yeah, yeah this is like, uh, I was curious, actually. <laughs> yes, I hate Kegels because Kegels is that thing that's been hanging around. I don't know. It's, is it, it's probably been around for like, you know, decades and centuries, maybe. I don't know. But it's one of those things that everybody does a little bit differently and usually wrong. Um, and so they come in and they've just been like, I've been doing my Kegels. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me what a Kegels, what a Kegel is. And they're like, I don't know. I just squeeze my bits or I stop my pee or I just squeeze really hard every time I'm in the car to stop. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, how's that working for you? Well, I'm leaking when I sneeze, cough, run, jump, pee, but I keep doing them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So do you think it's working? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, you would probably know it was working as if you got better and your symptoms went away, right? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Okay, so then let's stop doing what you're doing and try something new. <laughs> and maybe, a, and so I just tell them, a Kegel, throw that word out the window. We're going to talk about pelvic floor as a whole because Kegels usually don't incorporate pelvic floor. They're just talking about squeezing, you know, the front of the vagina or the urethra where you're squeezing your pee and, and that's that. So I, then I educate them more about pelvic floor health and how 
to bring that awareness into the whole pelvic floor, what it is, how it should feel. And usually they're like, oh yeah, that's not what I was doing at all. (laughs) So yeah, when I, I just, I'd let them explain to me what a Kegel is to them. And then we change the conversation and I tell them just to forget everything that they learned before and we learn something new. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well said mm-hmm. again. I, I, ha- <laughs> I, I remember doing all of those things and um, yes, I, I still leak when I run so clearly I'm not doing them right. <laughs> yeah. I always get so well, much out of these conversations. <laughs> so- yeah. And you it's just so funny because we get so wrapped up in what people, other people tell us we should be doing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we very rarely stop to think, is this really serving mm-hmm. me? Is it really doing anything for me? And something that my mentor taught me was results in minutes, not in days or weeks or months. Mm-hmm you know, results in minutes. That's really what we need for our clients because they've already probably been trying things for weeks and hours and months and maybe years until they come and see us. And then when they meet us, they have to have change right away because otherwise, why would they trust us in any other, you know, they've, well, you've already done this thing in physio or you've already done this thing with your doctor. So I have to be able to produce results very quickly. And that might just be, maybe they still leave with leaking, but maybe their leaking is half of what it was when they came Mm. in. That's progress, Mm -hmm. right? You know, so I have to be able to do something different. And, and uh, so getting them out of that mindset of believing that what somebody else told them they should be doing is right. And just recognizing that they have, they have the control. They don't have to do it that way. If it's not working Mm. for them, they, they have the freedom to try any other thing, no matter how stupid it might sound to somebody else, they have that right to try it. And if it works for them, then own it. Mm. Tell us about one or two of your highlight stories, like the, you know, a mom's journey towards getting her body back to the place that she wants it to be. Oh man, I have mm. so many. <laughs> Picking one or two is so hard, but um, you know, I had a I had a mom in here the other day, and she had contacted me because she can't. She just feels like she's falling apart. She leaks. She has pain. She can't squat. She can't get off the floor. And she runs a day home. She cares for other people's children's children all day. She has her own uh, children. And she came in. She's been to physio. She's been to Cairo. She's been to all these different doctors for years. And she came to see me. And within the first hour, she was squatting up and down with weight Hmm. without having to use her hands without pain she was sitting down and standing up on her own without like to a low surface lower than a chair without having to use her hands or like putting her hands on the floor on her knees she was just being able to get it up and she was lunging and she was twisting and she was lifting you know equivalent to a small child um without support or without feeling pain and just the look in her eyes she was like I I've I've never been I haven't been able to do this in years <laughs> ever no matter who's helped me no matter what I've done and all we did was change the stance of her feet change the position of her body change the way she breathed um show her that it's okay to 
tighten certain muscles before she moves. Um, just show her what works best for her. And that doesn't matter what, how other people have told her how to move and changing the conversation, letting her know that she isn't weak. You know, she's been, you know, people throw practitioners throw around the words weak and imbalanced and poor posture, and poor alignment and these things so often. And that sticks with people. And so they come in immediately and they throw out all these things that are wrong with them because that's what they've been told. And so I just change the conversation and tell them, you, you're not weak. You pick up your children and other people's children all day. You pick up after them all day. You cook the meals all day. You're on your feet all day. You put them in car seats and, car, you know, in and out of the car all day. You're not weak. So let's show you how you move the strongest. And then that's how you can progress. Mm-hmm. And when she left, it was just like, the universe had was split open. We were both dancing mm. and smiling. Mm. And it was just, you know, stuff like that is so amazing. And that was, you know, years later that she had come in. Her children were already a little bit older. Um, but then, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, but then just recently this weekend, one of my clients, Katie, she had been, she's been seeing me since her daughter was three months old. And she has struggled with leaking, back pain, a lot of fear over making things worse. She was kind of holding herself back a little bit um, because she was scared. You know, she wasn't sure that it would make her symptoms worse. And with some encouragement and, you know, just smart strategy and giving her some freedom to feel it out. She called me uh, or she messaged me the other day and said, it's Autumn's first birthday and it's my first birthday. And I want to celebrate by getting a personal best on my deadlift. Can we do this before (laughs) class? And, you know, people have been watching her and seeing her lift her weights and she's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I was like, yes, we need to do this. And she'd only ever lifted 140 pounds. When I yeah, right. Only, <laughs> job, job, that's job. her body. With that, yeah, that's her body weight. She's very strong. Mm-hmm. And she came in and she's like, well, you know, this has been my max so far. I don't expect a lot more than that, you know. And she ended up lifting 200 wow. pounds. Um, and it was just, you know, everybody was in here just watching her and cheering her and crying and you know it was amazing because she and I'm crying now because she has had such a year you know she took a step back from playing soccer which she loved because she leaked when she ran and she took the time to respect that and do what she needed to do to to fix that and heal that and you know take the time and it paid off you know people think oh a year that's so long it's not long it is just enough time and maybe it's long for some people but for Katie that was just enough time and she nailed it and she killed it. And now <laughs> she'll be that much stronger for the rest of her life. You know, it's so, it's pretty, it, there's just so many mm. stories I have mm-hmm. like that. It happens almost every single day here, which is pretty special. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us a bit about where here is and how you work with moms. I know you just recently opened a space. I did. Yeah. So six weeks ago, I, so back in October, I had a, I've been working out of my home for the last three years. So three years ago, when all of this happened, I was teaching part-time and coaching part-time and I actually worked a full-time job in the oil and gas industry. And after I went through this whole, you know, revelation about what was going on in the fitness industry, I actually quit my full-time job mm-hmm. and opened my own business. And that's how I started in PowerFit. And uh, so I've been doing it out of my home and online for the last three years. And Around uh, Halloween last year, I decided to take the leap and open a brick and mortar studio and we opened February 4th and um, we're here in Sherwood Park, Alberta. And we 
just have this beautiful studio. It is just wonderful. So we've got a gym area. We have beautiful chandeliers. I mean, it very female orientated. It's a women's only space. It's very beautiful. But when you walk in, we've got, you know, wonderful, strong, empowering words on the walls and just, you know, strength training equipment everywhere. You can bring your kids. We have a lounge for women to hang out after. It's kind of like our gathering space. We have mental health counselors. We have a pelvic floor physio that works out of our space. We have a nutrition and hormone counselor. We have uh, an energy healer that works here now. And it's just, uh, it's, it's amazing. It really is. And it's just the perfect size. We've got, um, cl- you know, we can accommodate class sizes of 12 to 20 based on what kind of class we're doing. And we offer strength training, Zumba, yoga, mobility classes, um, a little bit of everything. We want it to just be one of those places where it's a not, it's a one-stop shop for everything motherhood, no matter mm. what you're going through or experiencing, you can come here and heal and get stronger and find your tribe. And with other women that just get mm. it, you know, they've been at some sort of, you know, stage of journey along the way, whether they're new or they've been here for a long time. And it's, it's really, really awesome. <laughs> it sounds awesome. And <laughs> for is. those who aren't local to the Sherwood Park, uh, Edmonton area, are there, mm-hmm. are there still other ways that they can connect with you and even just get this assessment? <laughs> that sounds there, so good. There is. <laughs> yeah, there is. And, and um, believe it or not, I can do the assessment virtually online. So what I do is I set up a, a video conference call. Um, when we talk, we, I deal with the moms that way. It's obviously not as hands-on. I can't get my hands on a mom, but there's still so much visual feedback that I can get um, because I've been doing it long enough that I, I know what science to watch for. So um, I can do the assess- assessment virtually that way, which is really great. I do online coaching. So I have a mobile app that I use to help the moms with their training program so they can work out at home or a gym, mm-hmm. um, wherever they are in the world. Um, and I also have DIY programs. So if they wanted something that was just like, you know what, I just want a program to help me work out at home, get stronger, but still has the educational component. Then I have a program as well. Um, it's called Tight Tummy, and it's you know diastasis recti heavy. Mm. It's um, very pelvic floor educational. It's got a nutrition and hormone count component, yoga. It's really the full package as well. It's everything that I do here at the studio put into an online package that they can buy and just do on their own as well. So lots of different options um, in terms of connecting with me in the online and virtual world as well. So wonderful. You know, I really (laughs) enjoyed our conversation, Christy, and what it is that you're offering to moms all over the world. I mean, this is, I I can sense the empowerment in it. I can feel even, Mm -hmm. you know, my children are grown and while my youngest is 14. My oldest is 19. And I, you know, this just didn't exist. So we had to figure it out on our own. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can just I can just get a sense of the the community, and the support and the, the value of feeling empowered to know your body and to pay attention to, you know, right posture, right movement, that's going to support you in being able to be with this new body Mm post-birth, right? Yeah. And it's really important to let people know too, that it's so much better. There's all, all of this can be done prior, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you're not planning on getting pregnant anytime soon, you still have a pelvic floor. You still, I still meet a lot of women who have never had babies and they, they leak or they have core issues and they come into me and all the same strategies still apply. So be 
proactive instead of reactive. If you're thinking about getting pregnant or you're currently pregnant, or even if you're, you know, your children are older, like yours, Jennifer, there's still hope for healing. You can still manage symptoms and make them better. It's, it's never too late and it's never too early. All this stuff still applies. Mm. So I encourage women out there to get empowered in their body at whatever stage you're at, because it will just make your life so much better all the way through to menopause, right? When we experience the next change. <laughs> so Absolutely. Well, I might yeah. just be calling you up for an assessment. <laughs> this, Wonderful. I can't this wait. This is the year to get my body back Yay. You know, fit and healthy. Yes. I Mind and heart has been taken care of. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's so yeah. important. Yeah. So thank you again, Christy, for coming on today's podcast and your information will be in the bio link, but again, it's empowerfit.ca and that's the brick correct. and mortar is in Sherwood Park, Alberta. And mm-hmm. um, if not local, you can access all of this great wisdom online. So what an awesome opportunity for moms all over. Thank you. I had such a great time talking to you today. Thank you for the opportunity. My pleasure.